I'm Joseph, and my favorite dance move is a pas de bohe. Hi, I'm Charles, and my favorite dance move is a fouette turn, though I have never, nor will I ever, be able to do one. Is that close to a pirouette? All I know is it's a turn on one foot with your leg kicked out. <laughs> and this is Remake K. Shmimake K. K? Today we're talking about Footloose, the 1984 movie dance extravaganza, directed by Herbert Ross of Funny Lady fame. Oh, maybe that's why I didn't like it that much. <laughs> also, Boys on the Side. <laughs> Which I never saw. Okay, um, I've never seen Footloose. This is my first time. Ever? And, oh. Yeah. I know it was a huge hit when it was yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack was played everywhere all the time. Yeah. And yet I was like, is this the movie that everybody thought was so great? I mean, I didn't think it was terrible, but I just, I kind of was expecting more from it. For one thing, I think I was expecting a musical with lots of dancing, <laughs> which there was hardly any. Right. And you could really tell when it's Kevin Bacon's body double and when it's him. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's kind of a flash dance double kind of a thing. It is. I, I mean, obviously I've seen this movie before and I know the stage musical. But going back and rewatching this for our recording, I was like, oh, it was like rose-colored glasses, my memory. <laughs> well, I think maybe if I'd seen it in 1984, I would have enjoyed it, I think. Because, you know, I would have gone with my college friends and all this and it would have been fun. But now it's kind of like, Oh, this is it? You could have gotten a double feature of Nightmare on Elm Street and Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe we should just go right in and, and just sort of just, give our impressions as we go. Yeah, just turn into the dance. <laughs> just PK and Fuete and Shanae right in there. <laughs> yeah, let's Shanae. Opposite size. <laughs> <laughs> well, opening credits start with the Paramount logo. This is a Paramount production. We see lots of dancing feet. Well, you, you hear the drum. Yeah, and this sets the mood. This is what we all, you know, you immediately know what this is from as soon as you hear it. Even though I hadn't seen the movie before, I would have known what this was. So we see some wingtips. We see some, like, <laughs> old distressed boots. We got slingback nude character shoes. <laughs> Capizios. <laughs> we got some kind of mesh Oxfords that might be Skechers. Mm-hmm. We got bowling shoes, I think. Some yeah. Red sneakers. We got some, oh, I think those are dance sneakers with big old leg warmers. Oh, yeah. So we know what decade we're in. Somebody's doing the running man. Uh-huh. Got some silver sneakers and uh, magenta or fuchsia. I'm not sure about that color. The pumps. <laughs> use <laughs> <laughs> somebody's moonwalking in socks there's some gold shoes um yeah and apparently those were kenny loggins who sings this title song so he's dancing to himself he's dancing to his own tune i mean it's gold shoes and jeans i mean <laughs> yeah there's some really really distressed nikes <laughs> like i don't know if those are gonna hold up much longer <laughs> But they're all, they're kind of doing what would you call line dancing moves, kind of. Yeah. But yeah. there's like some other stuff. There's like shimmying and like uh, 
and like, sort of tapping kind of looking stuff and yeah no fuentes <laughs> <laughs> they're only for the trained dancers uh yes Okay, so what's our first segue from the credits? So it dissolves into like farmland, and and you hear a voiceover of the preacher. It kind of looks like he's preaching to the cows because of the way it's filmed. Because <laughs> you hear his voice kind of going out over the yeah. countryside. Like he, he was baptizing somebody in the ravine. <laughs> John Lithgow. Looking very young. So what's his sermon about? About how rock and roll is obscene. It promotes easy sexuality and relaxed morality. It's, you know, it's your typical puritanical opinion about anything that's provocative. And so, and his point is that he believes our Lord must be testing us, he says, because... He's throwing all this out there and he's trying to make us stronger. The girls in church have noticed somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's a new, there's new people in the congregation. I, apparently, they just arrived that morning. Mm-hmm. It's Ren, who's Kevin Bacon, who was 24, apparently, when he made this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mom, who was also the mom in Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I haven't seen. I, have to I love that. Oh my God. If that ever had a remake, that was on my list. Now her name here is Ethel, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it? I don't know. I, think so. I just call her mom. <laughs> Ren's mom. And uh, somebody's painting her nails in church. And who would that be? That would be Ariel. Our star played by. Your favorite. The one and only Laurie Singer. And who I didn't even honestly know about until this. And uh, I'm going to have a few choice things to say as we move along. <laughs> I mean, she's not <laughs> the worst actress, and she's pretty. No, she's not the worst actress in the whole world <laughs> since, the, since the beginning of time. You're correct. <laughs> it's really more her... Face? Um, <laughs> hair? No, like, her, like, the choices her character makes. I there's some interesting acting choices as well oh sure (laughs) so but the point is that um this is the message we're getting in church today uh some of the little kids are falling asleep which you can blame them (laughs) and who's the preacher's wife oh my favorite Diane Weist yeah not my favorite but you know oh she's one of my favorites I wish she had more to do and she was so like reserved and controlled here, and until she says those really pithy lines later on, where you well, like, she gets pithy, but she's still it's a still a subdued pithy, very much so. She doesn't have like a conniption pith, yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing like her character in the birdcage. <laughs> no. So we have some introductions outside of the church, right? Yeah, it was you know it's like the coffee and donuts part or meeting at the at the entrance. The fellowship. Oh yeah, okay, whatever. Is that a Protestant term? I'm not a church person. <laughs> I'm like, go to the coffee and donuts. <laughs> this is where a lot more exposition happens. You meet Ren officially, like find out what his name is and Mom Ethel, um, and then you know. This group of girls has come running up, and Ariel is 
who was painting her fingernails at church. It kind of, she's kind of like the ringleader, although all of them had really strong personalities. Uh, yeah, especially a particularly long-faced girl. <laughs> uh, she, her face was shorter here, but it was, it yes. was getting there. It was, it was the hint. <laughs> it was a foreshadowing of a horse. And by and... horse, we mean SJP. <laughs> SJP playing Rusty. Yeah. I think she was only 19 at this time. Oh, really? You know, she was adorable, though. Like, I totally enjoyed her. Oh, she's cute. I enjoy. Actually, she's one of the more interesting people in this. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Which should tell you something. No, that's, that's me. Do you remember her in Square Pegs? Did you ever see that no. TV show? Uh-oh. Oh, it's enjoyable. I like it. It's very 1981. It's fun. I don't know if it's on DVD or... DVD, please. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I don't know if it's available anywhere. Okay. I know her from Sex in the City. That's a given. So, okay. you know, I, when, when she gets introduced to Ren right there after, uh, during the fellowship. She meaning Ariel. Their eyes kind of meet, right? It's like a... Yes, but she kind of throws that off because one of the girls says, God, is he... Excellent. She's like, what, the new kid? Nah, he's all right. Like, she's kind of feigning, but she's yeah. not that interested. Well, she has a boyfriend, Chuck. Oh, God, yeah, well, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty so soon, all, actually. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he's coming right up, because they jump into somebody's car, and yeah. they're driving along talking about their friend Cindy, who just had her baby. So Crossing the railroad tracks. Did you uh-huh. notice that? Uh-huh. And one of them says, oh, here comes the incredible barfmobile. That's <laughs> a guy a... coming up in a GMC truck with some antlers on it. <laughs> Where have and... we seen that before? Cleello? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a boom box in the back window. Oh, yeah. Ariel, who... I mean, she might be a preacher's daughter, but she's got a wild side. Oh, yeah. Because their car and his truck are side by side, you know. Yeah, they said they wanted to race. Yeah, yeah. So they're side by side, you know, one of them in the wrong lane. And um, (laughs) she decides she's going to climb from the car into the truck, like right there while they're moving. Don't try this at home. Even like stands. She's one foot on each windowsill. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And here comes, of course. A semi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and just at the last second. So she's into the barf mobile. Um, so, you know, that was close. <laughs> Ho hum. <laughs> so, where are we now? Oh, yes. Coffee and donuts on the porch. Well, it's. I think it's at. Ethel's brother's or sister's house. Where so, oh, yes. But, so let me see if I have this right. Okay. Ren and his mom are staying with, is that her sister? Her, or her brother. So his uncle yeah, and yeah. aunt, um, I can't remember their names, and they have two little daughters. Uh-huh. Right? So that they're staying there. Somebody, I don't remember who, says... Uh-huh that the English teacher over the school is planning on teaching that book. Well, and Ren's and right up. Yeah, he knew exactly what it was, Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah, and he goes, it's a classic. And everybody is just gobsmacked by this. 
Oh, uh, one of the nieces says yeah. that Ren is a total fox, which, <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird on several levels, to which Uncle What's-His-Face says, <laughs> Ethel, you see how these books and television influence children? <laughs> so there we are. Yeah, these scenes are pretty short. Like, um, you can tell it's a more modern movie because older movies... The ones that we've seen and talked about in this podcast, scenes go on and on and on and on. Well, with some of these scenes, it's a mercy that they are short. <laughs> Good job, editor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at the drive-in. Yeah, it's like a burger mess. At night. <laughs> it's like the local hangout. Well, and this is the first time that... Ariel and Chuck, you know, I'm sorry. Sometimes I thought his name was Chad and other times I thought his name was Chuck. I, I wrote the same thing. I, I could have like, sworn they called him Chad sometimes. In the beginning, I, I, I wrote actually Chad and then I looked it up and it's, it was Chuck. So. so Chuck, Chad and Ariel <laughs> are confronted by the girls screaming that Chuck, Chad is sick and Ariel's <laughs> out of her mind. Oh, yeah. and they say that's what you get for sniffing spray starch, which that's pretty specific. Is that so like to like for dress shirts and stuff? That, yeah, yeah. Cool. I guess you sniff that; it makes you climb out of a car into a truck. Who knew? <laughs> With um, splits. <laughs> <laughs> so they're popping a tape into the boombox, and it's called "Dancing in the Sheets" by Shalimar. It's a cool groove. Like that's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, when, the soundtrack is better than the movie. The soundtrack is quite good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got some mullets that are kind oh, of on display here. And that guy in purple, I was like, oh, yeah. don't dance. Everybody's <laughs> kind of getting down to the beat and dancing around like dorks, including the, the fry cook and the waitress. Yeah. I thought this was, was going to be a full on musical number. It just never like, It was like going. the intro of a number and then. Yeah. No. Yep. Uh, it was not to be. Castrated <laughs> by the Reverend. <laughs> Oh, well, this is kind of an interesting moment because um, all of a sudden the reverend shows up, turns off the boombox, and just then somebody got killed in Pac-Man, so it goes, <laughs> which is, it was a nice touch. Good job, sound mixers. <laughs> <laughs> the editors and the sound mixers are killing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's everybody's just kind of standing there staring, and... Uh, Rather than make a huge scene, he just says, your mother didn't think you had any money with you. Gives her some and walks away. He shows restraint. <laughs> At least there's that. Yeah. Well, now it's the first day of school for the new kid. Yes. And who wears a tie on the first day of school? Ethel kind of gives him a, yeah, I mean, just kind of says, you know, you might want to dress down. You can, you can dress like David Bowie later, something yeah. like that. But, you know, I think it's working for me. Obviously, you wouldn't want to do that if you're really starting school because, you know, it was sort of a James Dean throwback, I think. But it's a he... tie that's like, it looks like it's cut off at the bottom. It's like a very square. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just straight. Yeah. yeah. So he's peeling into the park. Do you peel into a parking lot? Do you just peel out of it? <laughs> anyway, he's careening into the yes. school parking lot in his in his banana yellow VW Beetle. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or is it a bug? I mean, is there a difference a between bug. a beetle I, and a bug? No, it's just potato, potato, I guess. So everybody's kind of checking him out, laughing at him. Some of the girls are intrigued. Yeah. Um, well, because he was blasting music, and then he turns it off, and he gets out. Yeah, of he kind of did make an entrance. Like you might want to just just show up a little bit unobtrusively, but I guess that's not the way he rolls. <laughs> Um, walking down the hall, you think he's going to have a fight already. Yeah, because somebody confronts him, this guy in a cowboy hat. Well, and he says he bumped him and, you know, you should be on the right side, you know, you're supposed to look and, (laughs) and it's going to be, it's, it seems like it's going to escalate, but then Ren says, uh, hey, I like that hat, man. They sell men's clothes where you got that? (laughs) I know, he's. Okay. Yeah. Well, this kind of softens the guy up, yeah. you know. It's like, yeah. oh well, all right. Well, his name's Willard, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. With a name like Willard, you know how how belligerent can you be? I guess that actor was like a wrestler or something. Not like a you know WWE wrestler, but yeah. I thought it was WWF. Whatever. I say DVD. You say WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, they're they're friends right away. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it showed scenes from the day, right? So that was in the morning. Oh, Sarah Jessica tells him his tie is fabulous. No, really, it is. <laughs> See? Even back then, she had Carrie Bradshaw sins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and, and Ariel. Uh, yeah, she's in the hallway, right? Yeah, she's with uh, Rusty. Um, yeah. She and Ren kind of lock eyes again. Ariel's jeans are, I don't know how she got in or out of them. They're painted on. (laughs) So Ren and Willard are getting lunch. Yeah. I mean, like they're fast friends. Yeah. Ren reveals he's from Chicago. Yeah. And tells this like long, convoluted story about the Blue Heaven, which was like a a dive that they, they would go into and had that story about Ginger, who he slow danced with and then elaborated quite a lot. Yeah, they had to steal IDs to get in there and there was all this hot pink neon. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of girls who would end up, the girls would end up buying the guys' beers. And yeah, so then there was uh, Ginger in the reclining seats in the car and... Yeah, I mean, he was, like, Willard was getting hot and bothered by the story. But Sarah Jessica showed up and said, you guys can't eat this food. Come over here. We got some home cooking for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but but in the course of this conversation, um, there's a discussion, of, you know, Rand reveals that he used to dance. Like, yes, they just they could dance there. And it's another exposition moment here, you know. Dancing in Beaumont is illegal. Because of this car wreck that happened there, like, a few years before. Um, you remember how, you know, how people will say, shut up or get out when they hear something that, that they don't believe, you know, it's yeah. unbelievable. Well, Ren says, jump back. <laughs> he was trying to see if that can, like, catch on. It didn't. <laughs> but yeah, somebody got killed, or some kids got killed in a car wreck, and so... Um, the whole town is convinced that dancing's a sin, and it's well, the cause. At least. <laughs> the music and the dancing were the cause of all this, and you know, and the drugs by which they mean pot. I think nothing yeah. harder. <laughs> Nobody's shooting up with a spoon over a flame. <laughs> That's the other side of the tracks. The other other side of the tracks. So I mean, we kind of cut right to the next day at the gas station, right? 
Yeah, yeah, they're just pumping gas. But they're kind of still, Willard and Wren are still talking about all this anti-music and dancing stuff. Kansas and Arkansas and Montana also, you can't dance there either. But Wren has sort of a, a contraband cassette tape. Yeah. <laughs> pops it in. So they're driving along with the windows open with this blasting. Yeah. Asks uh, Willard if he likes men at work. What, what is it kind of like? Oh, you mean what uh, construction? Or <laughs> no idea what he's talking about. But they get pulled over uh, by yeah. this cop. I mean, they were blasting music pretty loud. Sure, I'd stop them. <laughs> Sound ordinance. <laughs> Ren asks, "Is there a law against loud music?" To which the cop replies, "Hey, let's watch that attitude, boy." So he does have a little bit of an attitude. He he gets accused of having an attitude problem later. And yeah. they're not wrong, really. <laughs> so after this uh, interaction with the police, uh, you know, at dinner that night, he was telling his family that he got a ticket for $25. The uncle tells him, well, you can't talk to the police the way you talk to them big city police. <laughs> Where are they? I know they're in Beaumont, but... I don't know what state it is. Some of them have sort of southern accents. Yeah. It's but others don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, they filmed a lot of it in Utah. But it doesn't mean oh. that they're in Utah. No, I don't think it takes place in Utah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be too much to deal with. In this it was in Provo. They filmed a lot in Provo. There's a different kind of music playing in the next scene. Yeah, it was Haydn. <laughs> Haydn the... chamber music, chamber pieces. <laughs> right, yeah, Haydn chamber pieces. We're at the Moore home. The... Oh, daddy's name, reverend's name is Shaw Moore. Yeah, Shaw and Vi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How did they decide on Ariel? Ariel's doing her homework. I yeah. guess Dad's typing up a sermon. Using whiteout. Did you see him use whiteout? Remember whiteout? It smelled really good. I, I, I stick to spray starch. Thank you. <laughs> and rubber cement. Oh my God, it's the best. What's this scene about? I mean, the, it's sort of like... Um, well, she apologizes for the music of the drive-in. Yeah. Daddy, I, I don't know what came over me. And he yeah. says, well, I can't always be with you, Ariel. I can't always look out for you. But he, you know, when he says it's the Haydn chamber pieces, when she asks, he says, that kind of music is uplifting. It doesn't confuse people's minds and bodies. <laughs> yes. Well, he's, also, uh, he's obviously never listened to Mahler or... Uh, <laughs> Wagner. <laughs> you know, Ravel. There's some pretty sensual music Ravel out there. Ravel is very sensual. Yeah. 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 Or Satie. <laughs> the music of Hanoui. <laughs> right. But she's almost trying to say something, but she keeps stopping herself. She does that a couple of times. Daddy. And then she's just like, good night. <laughs> now, see, here I wrote Chad in my I know. Because... I did too. <laughs> because. Chuck. Somebody called him Chad, I think. I anyway, guess. he almost runs into Ren's bead uh, bug. Yes, backing up. Uh, asks him where his tie went. Um, says, I thought only pansies wore neckties. Uh, great. I thought only assholes used the word pansy. Well, that, that, that works. 
you're quoting the movie. <laughs> now, this is where Ariel starts her stuff, which uh-huh. is kind of crappy on her part. Now, this whole thing about <laughs> fighting each other over her, it's like, why, first of all? But she keeps instigating it. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, we got you on that one. <laughs> and so he's all mad. He's going, oh, he's going to pay for that. So, uh, you know, after that little altercation with the backing up car and everything with Chuck and uh, Dad. Chad, Chad Chuck. <laughs> Chuck and Dad. Chuck and, Chuck and Camilla. He, uh, Rand actually, like, applies for a job at the Leahy? Lehigh? Lehigh. Lehigh, Lehigh Roller Mills. Roller Mills. Like well, rolled it... oats, roller, roller, rolled oats. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he says, have you ever, can you, what, can you... <laughs> Anyway, he can't do any of the tasks that he asks him that he can do. Um, the boss, who I think his name is Andy, says, well, you're not stupid, are you? Which is kind of triggering. Yes. Don't piss me off now. But Andy's an understanding sort. And he says, uh, well, now it's going to be this way at first, since you're an outsider. Mm-hmm. But, you know, screw him. This is only one corner of the world. And he's kind of like giving him a parting bit of advice before he says no i can't hire you but ren says uh can i start thursday <laughs> he, he goes, will not take a no for an answer yeah and he says no sounds okay so i guess he goes you've got a job all right yeah pretty. so i mean i guess we're next to it we're his his uh, first day at work he's throwing some sacks around and yeah gets a very tightly jeaned leg and booted foot kind of stuck in his face uh, ariel again her and she's still stirring up trouble she's like chuck cranston wants to see you well i mean this is for real though like i mean they're like there's gonna be like a challenge right yeah and the, meet meet him in the back of his daddy's field tomorrow at 5 30. <laughs> yeah. and like doing the whole like unless you're chicken kind of thing Just yeah like, but then she reveals that she she volunteered to bring him the news or something like that Right, yeah. No, it was my idea to come and, like, threaten you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ariel. <laughs> By this time, I was like, okay, we're not having any dancing, are we? <laughs> I thought yet. there was going to be a number of all the, you know, the people working at the diner and on the street getting into a big number, but no. And now we've got a guy kind of doing straight-up gymnastics on the high bar. Yeah, clearly his body double. Yeah, and it's not it's not Kevin. I mean, you can even see his face. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. hair is different. <laughs> he's the he's the same general size, but that's about yeah. it. <laughs> he's male and probably in his twenties. <laughs> Over very five white. feet. Yes. Over five feet tall. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was just kind of doing some of that. That's about it for that scene. He's pretty good, though. Like <laughs> this double, yeah. Well, I mean, the character. The character, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. good, yeah. But then we, the next thing is like uh, Ariel and Chuck. I, they, I think they were intimate. Yeah, well, they're on a blanket, kind of in the, yeah, in the in some brush. I don't know if I call yeah. it the woods, but it's <laughs> with the boombox. Yeah, and I mean, she has a lot of clothes on, but he is like half. Unclothed. <laughs> well, shirtless. Yeah. 
And uh, she's kind of like, you know, doing the whole like, well, this isn't it for me. I've got ambitions. I'm going to get out of this town or whatever. That's Puts of... on her red boots and, you know, red is a, is a color for... A harlot? Yeah. <laughs> so, so now we're getting ready for this this chicken race thing, which is going to be with tractors. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So... Ren's never driven a tractor before, so he's getting a quick lesson mm-hmm. from Willard and this this other like guy in his thirties whose name is Woody, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's like this is how you control the gears and the. So I mean, Chack Chack Tud, is is very stoned. By the way, yeah, and um. So they get on the tractors, and uh, Ariel's like, to, to Chad Chuck, is like, you sure you up for this? You've had a lot to smoke. Sarah Jessica and the other kids give uh, Ren's a pep talk. and Oh, Ariel's kind of taunting him. Yeah, of course. Now, when this hat goes in the air, you know. Go. That's your sign to go. So, I mean, Ren's going to go for it, and she throws her hat up, and there they are, they're off with Bonnie Tyler singing away. Four miles an hour. <laughs> We're holding out for a hero as we creep along the <laughs> dirt road. Hey, but it was like, you know, like Chuck was like, oh, oh, you want to lift the thing? Okay. Doesn't he accidentally lift up the the... What is that thing? The dozer the, thing? That, pull, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, you want it up? Oh, you want it down? Okay. <laughs> but, you know, he's getting closer. Now, he looks like he's trying to jump off. Some people are like, oh, he's jumping off. Well, yeah. no. He's actually stuck. Yeah, it's forgot. His shoelace got cut. Yeah. So he's trying to get out, but he can't. So then Chad Chuck is kind of changing his tune. He's like, what are you doing? You're trying to kill me. It's like, well, isn't that the whole point? Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, these are heavy vehicles. Chuck has to be the chicken because, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Ren can't stop. So, well, he's out of the tractor into the drink. <laughs> There's a big uh, uh, ditch with water in it over yeah. there. Yeah. The irrigation Tractors. canal. <laughs> there you go. The tractor's over on its side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I called it a so, ravine, but it's not a ravine. <laughs> well, so, I mean, that's kind of a heady victory there for Rand. Even though it was a mishap that caused it, well, he yeah. won. So uh-huh. there's a lot of this um, fighting for silly honor <laughs> stuff uh-huh. in this movie. <laughs> Like to impress girls or like uh Well maybe that's a, a, an eighties thing. Well I think it's kind of a fifties thing. It's sort of a James <laughs> again, kind of a James Dean thing it's maybe. Like a Grease thing. Back to drive in. A French fry conversation. <laughs> um Rusty's been doing some digging and she's got all the intel on Ren. Oh yeah. Although is Ariel interested in him? All she's done is try to shame him ever since she met him. Is that like, does that mean she likes him? Of course. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he hasn't dated since he's been in town. Ariel's just kind of playing all blase about it, but she's like, come on, Ariel, what's wrong with getting psyched about Ren? <laughs> and then there's this thing about, um, Ariel, you want, to, you want out of town so bad, you probably memorize bus schedules. 
<laughs> now, if this were a musical, this would be the reprise of her I Want song that she talks about earlier already with Chuck. Yes, this just, you know, it, there's all these places where people should break into song and dance and they just don't. <laughs> okay, so um, we've got Ren in study hall all by himself. I, I guess he's he's not in study hall, he's just... He's a in a classroom study. Yeah. So this guy named Rich comes in. Now, we haven't seen Rich before, and this is kind of his only scene where he has lines. Yeah. He just comes in and says, says uh, hey, asshole, interested in some really good shit? Quoting the film. So he's selling, <laughs> he's selling some uh, smokables. Yes. And now, was this a ploy to sell it to him or just to plant it on him? I think it's to get him in trouble. Yeah, he kind of slips a sample into his shirt. Yeah. And then this teacher, or is it a coach or whoever it is? It is is. a coach, yeah. So he just comes in and just starts chasing him out of there. Um, Ren's able to uh, dispose of it pretty quickly. And cleverly, because he was like, if that that was real weed, I wouldn't be flushing it. Because he runs right to the jaw and flushes it down and says, well, that can't have been real. And the teacher's like, I'll get you <laughs> you wait the reverend was right about you oh, God. that's the coach's only scene also so yeah. we dispensed with rich and the coach pick up your check on your way out <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we got uh, uncle what's his head yeah at well, dinner basically he just heard the rumors well uh, yeah and he's kind of been real cagey like yeah, it seems a bunch of kids was raising hell over at Burlington Cranston's property. Tore up the fields, <laughs> turned over a tractor. I also understand there's been some trouble over there at the high school. I think it was drugs. You know anything about that? Oh, God. I'm kind of overdoing that accent, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> Seems people are pointing the finger at you, Ren. <laughs> well, and then he says, you know, I'd never try to take the place of your father. And uh, which says, well, there's no chance of that. And storms out of the storms out of the house. They need to set up a scene where Ren gets worked up and angry so he can express it and dance. Yeah, this It's like all these missed opportunities. I mean, it kind of is, but it doesn't really... There could have been more, is all I'm saying. So, so he takes the car, he's smoking, he pulls out a tape. So his anger is kind of choreographed, don't you think? Like yes. he's kind of like, uh, uh, like he like slams the beer down and like, like Cassie in a chorus line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all it's all to the beat, and um, so he's having all these flashbacks to all the bad stuff that's been happening, you know. Yeah, like, and he just works him up more and more throws the beer and he's now he's doing some flips he, oh he slides down a banister on his elbows oh yeah slides he's swinging on a rope and that That's was a, really kevin because you see his face during that right and then we got some dance double stuff too and yeah. some gymnastic stuff and i mean that was a pretty uh, athletic uh, sequence there he's yeah. all out of breath and sweating and who shows up oh and this is very weird. Well, she shows up. He says, I thought I was alone. She says, not in this town. There's eyes everywhere. Then she has the gall to ask him, 
how come you don't like me? I know. I don't know. Maybe because she's treated him like crap and kept pitting him against Chad Chuck and taunting him. <laughs> I, and, you know, never had a kind word for him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She's like, don't she, you want to kiss me? Well, yeah, she's so forward. <laughs> well, well, he kind of gets in a little dig because she says, don't you want to kiss me? He says, I have a feeling you've been kissed a lot. I don't want to suffer by comparison. <laughs> she's been around. Uh, yeah. So she's like, uh, you think I'm small town? I think he says no. I, I think he says no. I think Beaumont is small town. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, well, I'm going away. I've applied to colleges. Yeah. See, it's like the reprise of the reprise of her I Want song. Yeah. So then she's like, you want to see something? And I was like, oh, no, not that already. But no. <laughs> she takes him to this, what do they call it? The yearbook? Yeah, I guess so. Because of all the writing on the wall. It's an right? old train car, right? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And it's all the banned books, stuff they're not supposed to read. They've written all these passages on yep. the walls. Mm-hmm. And some lyrics of songs. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, they hear a train coming. <laughs> and she's like, she says, well, oh, you hear that train coming? She says, sometimes they'll wait till the train comes. And then right when it's going by, they'll make out like crazy. Because nobody can hear them. Yeah, I guess. Like, uh, how loud do you make I out? Know, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, what exactly does this entail? But but then she starts, what is this whole thing? She goes out and starts screaming at the train? What what is this about? Because it kept, kept, you know, honking at her. I mean, but was she afraid of it or was she just screaming at it? She She feels so trapped, right? So this is her dance move. Where, you know, whereas he did all of his gymnastics and, and her, you know, his, you know, accent and move, her, she would just scream. You're giving this way too much legitimacy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Just to wait till the remake. (laughs) But, like, did he kind of save her? I mean, he pulls her. Yeah, he pushes her away. I guess he thought she was going to get hit. I don't think she intended to get hit. But anyway, he pushes her off the track just in time. I'm kind of like, what was that all about? I mean, it's as if she was, like, daring the train. She was playing chicken with the train. But, you know, they also had to set it up so that the two of them share this high emotion, which leads them to kiss. I thought they just kind of uh, (laughs) recouped to lying there by the track. Yeah, they were laying side by side, wanting to kiss, but they don't. Okay, well, he says, I'll take you home. Well, she's late. So she gets in there and daddy's waiting at the top of the stairs. Oh, yeah. He says, it's hard to impose a curfew on the congregation that I can't even enforce in my own home. Then he's asking her all these questions. Were you drinking? Were you smoking something? But she can honestly say no to those things. Right. But she was with Rand and he forbids her to see him. Oh, yeah. Because he's a troublemaker. <laughs> right here in River City. <laughs> she kind of screams at him. She's like, just because he hasn't lived in this town for 20 years doesn't make him a troublemaker. I know. I'm like, shh, you're going to wake up Vi. Yeah, Vi needs her beauty sleep. Come on. Be nice to Vi. We like Vi. We do. We're rooting for Vi. 
I want this story to be about Vi. Like then she just like totally does a breakout dance number. <laughs> <laughs> and Vi like, only by Diane Weist. <laughs> yes, like a rose's turn from from Vi. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. Well, watch the musical. <laughs> So now we're at the car wash. It's like a self-wash. <laughs> Ren has been kicked off the gymnastics team. Yeah. Because the coach found out that he took Ariel home late. Wow. Well, word travels okay. fast, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the official reason they gave was they don't have enough funds for another gymnast this year. Yo. Even, you know, he can see right through that. Now he says they're busting his cojones, but <laughs> oh. every door gets slammed in his face. Now Willard, this is where Willard tells him that he has an attitude problem. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, now, I mean, Beaumont ain't so bad. I mean, we got TV, we got Family Feud. <laughs> We're not stuck in Leave it to Beaverland here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what Ren's idea is to do with the hymnals. Oh, he wanted to put uh, centerfold pictures in each of the pages for the Reverend to see. <laughs> see if it get a rise out of him. Willard's kind of joking around where he says, uh, maybe we could start one of your nightclubs in the church. <laughs> but that gives Ren an idea. Yeah, that they're going to have a dance. I should um, have a dance. And, and, he, and he starts, he turns the water on Willard. He's like, come on, dance, dance. Like he's making a dance with the... <laughs> So that's a that's a nice bro a bro moment. Yeah, that's you know a lot of male bonding. Now we've got the Reverend. Now what is he campaigning for? I think he's just campaigning against what Rand stands for because he does he doesn't does he know that they want to have a dance at this point? Yeah, because the council's talking about it. Yeah. So we've got this series of him like on people's porches. <laughs> Um, and he says, you know, when people ask me, Reverend, how can you live in such a small town? And it's like one of these things where his conversation just continues as though it's not stopping, but it's in a different location yeah. every couple sentences. Like yeah. in, in class, at lunch, with like, it's like a ladies well, auxiliary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old ladies at the tea are the ones that are really feeling yeah. it. Like they're just nodding and smiling. And, and then he says have some cake and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so the the council is talking about this um the dance being organized they're telling the reverend about it and the kids run away and they're going over the state line to a club yeah like a saloon saloon <laughs> you know and renan uh what's her face ariel are dancing away and and um, Rusty really wants to dance, but Willard has to come clean that he cannot dance at all. This is to the tune of Hurt So Good, which is a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, she um, is really itching to dance. Rusty was like, oh, she's just bummed. Yeah. yeah. And so finally she's like, I couldn't help myself. And she's out there and they're, they're dancing to Footloose now. Well, yeah, the title. People are, of course. people are swing dancing, and and now there's this guy in the red plaid shirt with the big beer belly, who's dancing with Sarah Jessica. Sorry, Rusty. 
and now Willard's got a problem with that. Yeah. He's like, hey, I came here with this girl. And he said, well, it doesn't look like you're leaving with her. <laughs> now, how do I say this? Should I bleep myself? Uh, bleep because, that word, yeah. Because Willard says, when's the last time you seen your bleep partner? And that just starts a big fight, because why wouldn't it, really? Yeah, that's a challenge. <laughs> I'd call this guy Mr. Where's His Bleep, <laughs> but he's the one that throws the first punch. Yeah, but what a bloody face Willard has. Yeah, that that punch really laid him out. His nose is just... Yeah, I mean, I mean he, if he was he looks... bleeding that much, it probably would have like gone into his brain <laughs> the fractured nose he says to rusty that he was fighting to save her honor she says too late thanks there now they're on this bridge the crosby bridge yes and this was the infamous crosby bridge where yeah, they had it's a one-way bridge but i think that's what caused the accident because they were doing some kind of Chicken thing, Chicken I'm sure. Thing, and they're booze, dancing and drinking, and there was a there was a young man who was killed in this accident. And we find out that that young man is Ariel's brother. Her older brother. So yeah. Ariel's all like, my dad was personally gonna save this pissant town, deliver it up to heaven with his daughter sitting like a cherry on top of it. I'm like, who wrote this crap? <laughs> Maybe it was Adlib. <laughs> <laughs> we could blame her. That's all right. We could blame Laurie Singer for that. But like, I wish, I mean, if this was really the inciting location for the whole banning of the dance, I wish they would come back here later in the movie. But no, you just see the scene and never again. Now we're at the Moors again at dinner. This is really the first time we see Diane Weist really get a scene, isn't it? Like, yeah. The Rev doesn't really know why Ariel's lying to him. And um, Mom is kind of like, don't you think this could wait? But no. And now there's this big confrontation with Dad and Ariel, and he slaps her. Oh, yeah. Vi is sitting in a pew. Oh yeah, oh, is, she, the, is the church like adjoined to their house, or did they think live so. above? Like the... they live in the rectory of the church. Okay, so mom's know. in a pew, <laughs> and uh, dad says we're we're losing her viney, and dad says I've never hit anyone before in my life, and uh, Vi says, well, no, we're not losing her. You're chasing her away. Uh huh. And mom remembers how it used to be, how the dad and daughter used to talk so much about stuff and she's been this quiet. sounds like a scene for a song <laughs> right mom's been quiet for about 20 years and oh she says i still think you're a wonderful preacher you can lift a congregation so high that they're looking down at heaven or something like that <laughs> yes. but it's the one-to-one -one where you need a little work yes yes it's true and cue the strings should be let the music swell. <laughs> well, now a different kind of campaign is happening. Earlier, we saw the Reverend campaigning against Ren. This time, Ren is campaigning. For the dance. 
Yeah. He's handing out flyers and Woody comes by and says, Hey man, you got my support, you know, something yeah. like that. But when Ren goes out of the diner right away, he's just grabbed. Yeah, I guess by Chuck's goons, right? His muscle, yeah. They, yeah. He sent them. He sent them out to do his dirty work. So they're saying, uh, hey, say, I've heard you're going to organize a dance. And Ariel, who is just driving up in the car with a friend who couldn't possibly have heard that, gets out and says, he sure the hell is. She's a good lip reader from far away. <laughs> Well, and also now she's on his side. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess they did have their little moment where he at the train at the tracks. But and so this Woody, like he, you know, he's good on his promise right away. He offered to oh, help, yeah. and so now he's out of the diner, and he subdues all three of these guys. Yeah, kind of pushes them into yeah, the... one of them in a chokehold. Yeah, he's yeah. got the other two pushed up against each other. They can't move. I think one of them might be Rich, the pot seller. Oh, perhaps. But yeah, Ren gets out of there. Uh, and now uh, we cut to the shower, the locker room. Yeah. And uh, this is sort of a mirror of Carrie. Very much so, yes. Not as much. Mostly just back shots. Yeah. But like, I don't think they use uh, modesty coverings back then. <laughs> And people definitely did not shave. Well, in one of the shots, um, they've got like a butt like framed in the camera and like Ren, <laughs> Ren is talking to someone in the foreground and so his face kind of goes right on in there. Yeah. It's like the two are sort of superimposed there. Interesting composition. Um, Willard, uh, they're talking about uh, you can't fight City Hall. And, you know, they're saying, well, you're going to have to go up and plead your case in front of the town council. You know, if you want to get this dance put on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so what is Ren's quid pro quo that he proposes to Willard? That he uh, learns how to dance. Which is, actually, this is a cool montage, though. Yeah, this is one of the most entertaining parts of the movie. Plus it's a good song. Uh, yeah, let's hear it for the boy. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that, that's the one that everybody was singing, you know, even Morgan Brittany on some <laughs> some award show or something. Oh God! So first he's got to tell he's got to teach Willard. I'm sorry, he's got to learn Willard to uh, <laughs> to just snap on the beat. So that's like a big uh, undertaking at first. Oh yeah, or then on the offbeat actually, right? Oh well, either one, you know, <laughs> on some part of the beat. Yes. So then Willard's on his bed, like trying to with headphones. Yes. Yeah. Then he's trying to walk in time behind Ren when he's got him on a leash or something. He's yeah. trying to match his steps. Yeah. And then he's dancing with one of the nieces. He's doing step touching and doing the clomping away in his boots, making the chandelier rattle. Now they're doing some kind of swing dancing, and of course Ren is the follow because he's got to teach him how to lead. Yeah. Oh. That leads to some more bromance horseplay. <laughs> you know, what dancing can lead to. <laughs> Sin. <laughs> he went from horrible to almost not bad. <laughs> well, and see, this was pretty advanced stuff he was having him do. I think just if he was that bad where he couldn't even snap on the beat or the offbeat, Probably step touch, step touch would have been just fine for him to master. 
but he's doing all this weird like he's kicking Floor and work. line dance kind of stuff and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so willard turns out to be quite a quick study so like but still like he danced like a linebacker he like, still dances real like like a clodhopper so, for sure yeah or like kate gosselin and <laughs> dancing with the stars <laughs> This is the first time, I mean, we've heard this little weasel talking and stuff, but this guy's name is Roger. And what is he? Is he the, is he the school principal? I, or? I, yeah, I mean, he's an authority figure, so I, I guess principal. Okay, so he's having this conniption because he found a banned book. Yeah. And now I'm not sure what happened with the change in this rev, because now he's taking more of a lenient position. Yeah, you know, I actually, um, I mean, my notes in this scene are pretty short, but like it used to be much longer because I didn't understand the scene. Like, was the Reverend contradicting Roger or was he? Yes, because um, the Rev doesn't even think that that one English teacher should have been fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what's causing this change, but but he says, you know, Roger brings up corruption, which is what these books and all this, you know, sinful stuff is going to cause. But he says, uh, Roger says, well, it doesn't take long for corruption to take root. And um, the reverend replies, well, and how long is that? As long as it takes compassion to die. Dun, dun, dun. See, this is so, better dialogue though than... Ariel's lines earlier. <laughs> yes, that was definitely a high point in the script. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rewrite. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, this is an awkward, like an uncomfortable scene for well, me. Well, we get full-on domestic violence going on here. Yeah, I mean, she she wasn't just the victim though. She kind of provoked him also. Well, we're talking about Chad, Chuck, and Ariel, of course. Yes. He accuses her of being dying to get it on with McCormick and right. then that she'd wrap her skinny legs around anybody. Uh-huh. Well, he's not wrong about the legs, honestly, No. but she, she just hauls up and punches him right in the face. Oh yeah. But him and, being, you know, inches taller than her. Right. And, well, it slaps her, gives her a nice slap. And then, uh, and then as she's lying there on the ground, he says, I treated you decent. <laughs> Now she's going after his truck. Oh yeah, with a pipe a or pipe. something. Mm-hmm. Well, she pushes him in the cat, the car, the truck first, shuts the door so he can't get out, and then starts bashing in the side, and then the headlights and the windshield. Yeah, the windshield especially. And now we have this full-on fight, and like he, like he bloodies her face all up. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I, he's I sitting just... on top of her, so she's. Yeah. It was it was pretty horrifying, honestly. Next scene is she's talking to Ren, and she's, I don't know, I guess she puts some makeup on to try to cover up. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> concealer, whatever, from 1984. This is a scene where she actually gives him a gift. We don't know what it is first, right? And so, uh, but he does say, though, that his, his fight is not with her dad. It's with this town. Right, he doesn't want her to turn his fight into a screw you to her old man. Yeah. Uh, screw you is now a noun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't try so hard to forget your brother. 
well, yeah, and he says her dad should try should not try to forget him either. Yeah, yeah. And then we have her line. Uh, why don't you like me? But it's like part two of that. <laughs> Do you think you might ever kiss me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, the swelling strings and electric guitar. Yeah, it's an instrumental version. That it starts with the so he opens the gift and it's actually a music box, mm-hmm. uh, and it plays like the motif of almost paradise, and then as they kiss, it swells with you know with full orchestra, and then it it denouements back to the music box. <laughs> They're in the same key, which was convenient. Yeah, yeah, good t- good job, score people. Mr. and Mrs. Reverend, yeah, they're having some pillow talk about the dance. <laughs> and um, the Reverend's like, I'm, I'm not going to let this uh, dance happen. Yeah, he's obstinate. Yeah. Well, he says that it, it's sexually, they're going to do things that are sexually irresponsible. That just actually makes her crack up. <laughs> when kids dance together, they become sexually irresponsible. Yeah, and she says that's not the only thing that gets them excited. Don't you remember when we used to get excited just looking at each other? I guess that excitement ship has kind of sailed for them at this point. <laughs> uh, it might come back later. Yeah, maybe. Well, and she also says something very telling, which she says, this isn't going to undo one stupid accident. Yeah. <sighs> well, and then he kind of plays the mart- martyr card. Yeah. Well, I thought at least you believed in me. She has a good re- uh, response, though. Which is... I never stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now they're really, the kids are really rallying support for this dance. uh, Ariel's handing out flyers with her hair kind of really, like she, it's like she put the curlers in it and then didn't comb it out afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, she just like, she took off the curlers and just left it. (laughs) Sarah Jessica's on the payphone, like actually calling people. (laughs) that support for the dance well so i mean they're getting ready ren's got to go up in front of the town council and he's pretty nervous about it yeah ariel gives him another little gift yeah this time not a music box but a bible and she's gone through and she's found quotes in the bible that support dancing and she's yes. flagged them and everything yeah she's got post-its all over it yeah those little those little flag things the little uh colored uh, here. yes <laughs> initial here please <laughs> he's actually touched by that i think yeah something he could actually use instead right. of the music box <laughs> well and now i mean we're already at night and uh uh they get terrorized basically well the little nieces do the little girls they get a brick right through their bedroom window yeah that's pretty horrible the brick says burn in hell on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the uncle is kind of like you know my family's suffering because of you oh yeah well and and aunt lulu's getting threatening phone calls ethel your mother just lost her job which Ren did not know about. Right. Yeah. So now mom and Ren have kind of a conversation. While he's making his bed. <laughs> his couch bed. Yeah. Ren tells mom it's, just, it's not just about a dance. And he talks about his dad. He thought his dad leaving was his fault. Yeah. And so 
then he tried to do all these things to get him to stay, but they obviously didn't matter. But now he really feels like he could do something, something for me this time, so that he doesn't disappear. So he wants to make a difference. Okay, great. And then he goes to bed all worked up like that, but I guess he can sleep. Well, we don't know if he slept. All we know is that we're to the next night already, and it's the meeting finally. <laughs> the, meeting. <laughs> yes. the go to meeting. So first Virginia, who I don't know what her position is, but she she takes the vote and the dog license measure has passed <laughs> a dollar more <laughs> now burlington cranston cranston who is chuck chad's dad i yes, guess right so he um brings up the next you know he's you know he admonishes these kids not to create any disturbances but it's time for new business and Rand moves on behalf of most of the senior class uh-huh. that the dance should be allowed. Now, the um, Andy, the boss at the mill, seems pleased. He's kind of smiling there. Yeah. But the Reverend cannot endorse an enterprise that is as fraught with genuine peril as he believes this to be. Oh, God. Did I just say that out loud, like, and not and not stumble over it? I mean, I mean, liquor, drugs, and even worse than that is the spiritual corruption uh-huh. that can be involved. Yeah, spiritual corruption was like it was highlighted and underlined on his script. <laughs> well, he says, and most of the community agrees with me, and they're all like, yes, yes, clapping. And, I mean, so they're all going to take a vote, and I mean, they already vote, but. Um, Ren's trying to say, hey, wait, can I just say something? Now, this is where Eleanor, Roger's wife, is just like, this is outrageous, like yelling at Ren and everything. And what does Vi say? Sit down. And she does. Yeah, she's stunned probably that she's Yes, because, I mean, Vi is supposed to be a doormat, isn't she? Now she says, Mr. McCormick has a right to be heard. Even uses the honorific. Rand is not the best public speaker, but he's sincere and he's got his Bible and he says, "Now people since the beginning of time have danced in prayer to make the crops grow, uh-huh. to keep physically fit, mm-hmm. to celebrate." He cites Psalm 149, mm-hmm. brings up King David who danced before the Lord with all his might. Right, and you know the Psalms are attributed to King David. But he does say it was in the book of Samuel where David danced before the Lord. Mm-hmm. He leapt and danced before yes, the Lord. Yes, yes. It is our time to dance, our way of celebrating life. Doesn't it seem pretty hokey? Or is yeah, that just little, my cynicism? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a little. I mean, yes, you're s- cynical too, but no, no, I think. <laughs> well, that's a given. We don't see what happens, but we figure out in the next scene that it was still voted down. Yeah, because Andy says, well, you were railroaded. When are you going to wake up and smell the coffee? Sounding like Dear Abby. But he has an idea. He says, what about the other side of the tracks where the, where the um, fire engines can't cross? Well, he says we could have it. In, there's a town called Basin. Uh-huh. That reminds me of Drain, Oregon. <laughs> is that a thing? That's a thing. Boring uh, Oregon and Drain Oregon. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. 
So we got Basin, whatever state this is. But he says Basin is too far away, it's about three hours. But uh, Andy says no, but not not over across the tracks here. I mean, it's not in Basin technically, but it's outside of Beaumont. Yeah. Right, and fire trucks can't cross it, and neither do cop cars. So yeah. different jurisdiction. Right. And he recaps and said, now the reverend said that if you could find a way to convince him it wouldn't be <laughs> spiritual corruption, he'd yeah. think about it. Yeah. So make him think about it. Yeah, he's going to figure it out. Yes. Well, the next scene, though, we are um, we see Ariel visiting the church. The last time we saw her in there was when she was painting her fingernails during the Sunday sermon. And he, Jezebel. Yeah. Her, her dad is... Uh, rehearsing his uh, homily for the upcoming. Yes, and it's all about the bottomless pit. He's sort of a fire and brimstone <laughs> kind of preacher. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So Ariel's listening. You no, know, I used to get a kick out of listening to you yeah. work up your sermon, but now... It's a show business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he says, well, I had to oppose the dance. So oh, wow. she has another one of her uh, episodes. She's like, because people fornicate to it, right? <laughs> She's like zero to 60. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and she keeps the pedal to the metal here because he says, well, I have to protect your spiritual growth. And she says, well, I'm no saint. And the big reveal. I'm not even a virgin. Da, da, da. Yeah, and then she goes down and starts doing it like like she's got her arms stretched up and like doing some loud confession yeah, thing. Yeah, like and, a revival. And then this poor harried secretary just runs in. <laughs> They're calling. People are burning books at the library. Yeah. So I guess Roger was trying to get his way. Once again, the Rev is just having a change of heart. I don't know exactly why, but yeah, he's just sort of like... Satan is not in these books. He's in here. He's in your hearts. Roger, go home. Eleanor, go home. <laughs> well, I mean, he feels like he needs to uphold the whole dance thing. But otherwise, he his, his mor sense of morality is pretty sound. I guess he never was there with Roger about banning books. Because who reads? <laughs> Well, people still did in 1984. I guess. So this was a nice moment, though, this next scene, because no argument, and it actually like caught Ariel by surprise, and she was shocked. Well, it starts out with the Reverend showing Ren a picture of him and his son. Yeah. Ariel's brother. Okay. So I'm not sure what they were talking about exactly, but Ren thanks the reverend for listening uh-huh but then we find out part of what they've been talking about was that ariel comes in and he says that was your friend ren he came to ask me if he could take you to a senior prom yeah i'm out of answers he says ariel says i might not believe in everything you believe in but i believe in you oh my god yeah, we see like the, the reverend's transformation here because now we're having the Sunday sermon. And he's like, he's not fire and brimstone. He's like sincere, subdued, kind of actually watery eyes. I'm standing up here today before you with a very troubled heart. 
If we can't trust our children, how can they be trustworthy? So I'm going to pray to the Lord to guide the children in their endeavors with the dance. It was sort of a, not a complete I approve, but. Yeah, but he's not gonna, he doesn't disapprove. Vi is just pleased as punch, (laughs) as is everyone. So is the mill in Basin or across the tracks? It's in Lehigh. But they're going to have it at the mill, right? At the warehouse. I, I because guess. Because now they're cleaning up the mill. They're... Right. Because they don't have to do it across the tracks anymore. Okay. I sort of missed that. Yeah. Okay, right? so yeah. so they don't have to go to Basin anymore, yeah. which, thank God, really. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what movie does this remind you of? The cleaning up the uh, warehouse, they're moving all the oats and whatever out of the way, <laughs> and then they're hanging some decorations. It's Carrie. It's love among the stars. <laughs> <laughs> but no blood in this one. <laughs> Oh, I think they should have a bucket. Oh, but, you know, Ariel's in a pink dress, too. Yeah, and I hate her hair in this scene. (laughs) Well, it's kind of up. It's like she, she, I think she ratted it or something. Yeah, but Um, it's like pinned to the sides. It's like this, this big high thing. Ariel doesn't really think she looks nice, but Vaya's like, oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. You look very nice. Oh, you look very nice. Yes, you do. You look very nice. (laughs) I know. She gets a corsage. Well, and just like Carrie, she doesn't know how to wear it. She tries to put it up on her dress. No, it goes on your wrist. Yeah. Well, but, but then we find out the corsage actually came from her dad. Oh, did it? Yeah. I'm, like, how did I miss that? Because it was like a one quick line that Vi says, something about he. Yeah, you realize. Dad came through. Mm-hmm. So we've got like him trying to open the door of the bug, and he can't, so he's got to get into the car and open it from the other side and then run around and you know not let her open it. He's got to open it. And... 1984. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so we're at the dance. There is a lot of cake and pie on this table. I want to go to the dance just to eat that pie. But nobody's dancing. Everybody's no, it, like a wallflower. It reminds me of my first ever dance. I think I was in fifth grade. And uh, the girls were on one side of the room and the boys were on the other side. And we all just sat there. And then finally, some of the girls came over and asked us, you know, uh-huh. they were older. Yeah. And then one of the moms came over and said, well, now the girls asked you to dance. You could at least return the favor. It gives me PTSD just watching the scene. <laughs> but it, this is the same song of the music box, but this one has lyrics this time. So this is with the voices Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. Uh-huh. From Heart, right? Oh, yes. So as, but as soon as um, Ran and... Uh, Ariel arrive, you know, they just go right out on the floor and start slow dancing. And so then people, I feel like they've been given permission or, you know, they're not so embarrassed. And, but they, I mean, they were already all paired up. It's not like anybody went and asked anybody. They just start in with the partner that they've got right with them. So why didn't they just start in the first place? Well, because forbidden dance. Yeah, I guess they've never danced before, have they? Not for five years. Right. 
Cut to outdoors. <laughs> Ariel's parents have a little talk with Andy, who says, uh, Reverend, you've done a good thing here. <laughs> Andy's just been, you know, on the... He's just been approving of... of he's been the, a champion. Patron of the dime. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're outside because Andy leaves. And it's just Vi and Shaw. Vi says, Shaw, it's just the two of us again, Shaw. We're almost dancing. And then they just hug. So Willard and Rusty show up. Rusty has quite the side swoop, like a side <laughs> sweep with her hair. And just as they show up, there's Chuck Chad's gang. <laughs> and Chuck Chad. Yes. Chuck, Chuck. He didn't just send them this time. He's there too. Yeah. Okay, so all this time, Willard... <laughs> I guess he's kind of a loose cannon because he's always promising Rusty that he won't fight. But, I mean, what's he going to do in this case? Because they're just on him, like like just punching him. And he's down on the ground. And he's like, I promised Rusty I, I wouldn't fight. But then he gets kicked in the butt by Chuck. And another, like, guy, this guy's like in his 40s, grabs him. And then, <laughs> and then Ren shows up to save the day. With a flying kick. Did you see him like run out? And yeah, like, he just leaps. Wah! Yeah, it's like. It's a load of the dance. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's very Michael Flatley. Yeah, <laughs> but he evens up the odds a little bit. But like Chuck's coming after Ren with a, some metal object. And well, he just kicks him in the stomach. And, yeah. and then he just gets like, he just gets punched uh, unconscious. And then, see, this is gross, because now the girls are like, oh, yay, you're heroes. Yeah, I know. What do you call it? Toxic masculinity and... and... Damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah. I don't know. That was the climax of this movie. Yeah, and it was really lame, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. We're in the so, denim mall now. <laughs> so now he runs down to the dance. He's like... Hey, 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 I thought this was a party. Let's dance. And there's this big glitter bomb that goes off behind him. Yeah, okay, so I was looking. I watched this a couple of times. Like, I know there's glitter happening in the scene, but I think they superimpose an extra layer of glitter. Oh, sure, sure. So, I mean, finally we get some dancing after an hour and 47 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, so like Willard's like body bumping everybody and then he does like a Travolta Ugh. disco pose, just stands there. And then um, everybody's got like these choreographed kind of like line dances and side shuffles and a lot of guy on guy dancing, I noticed. <laughs> Rand's dancing with some dude and, and uh, there's one girl's just whipping her hair around. <laughs> And there, there's like a pop and lock kind of guy and then moonwalking and then there's a break dance. Like I kept forgetting what era we're in because so much of the time this feels like the 50s and now all of a sudden we've got a break dance. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of passing the solo. Yeah, um, yeah, guys. Yeah. And this guy's all rubber legs. And, okay, so where did they all learn to do this when dancing was banned? Like have they been... They've been uh, secretly dancing in their rooms. They didn't have YouTube. <laughs> Ed Sullivan. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and then finally, Kevin Bacon ran gets a solo, or but not really, because he's just kind of leading the line along. Yeah, some... it's kind of like uh, I've had the time of my life, kind of. Yeah, but then that's just kind of it. Yeah, and that's it. I was expecting like this huge extravaganza. At least a final pose. It's a montage. Yeah, we got the heaven helps the man unless you're it for the boy again with various yeah. uh, dance clips, and that's it. <laughs> I know, that was it. I just expected there to be so much dancing. Because it's footless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen in the 2011 version? Will Juliana Huff dance better than Laurie? What's, what's her f- singer? Well, at all. This <laughs> would be a difference. Yeah, and what will Dennis Quaid's Shaw Moore, how will that be different than John Lithgow's? Andy McDowell's Vi more. Oh no, is she in it? She's Vi. Oh God. Tune in next time when we talk about the remake of Footloose on Remake! Shme Make <laughs> Yeah. Andy McDowell. Oh God. <laughs>